Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You can follow us on Facebook or I mean, you can't follow us on Facebook actually. You can follow us on Twitter though or send us an email to afternoon at newstalk.com. Just avoid Facebook. It's a pack of lies. Anyway, uh, it's time for uh, So You Think You're an Adult. Barbara Scully and uh, comedian Steve Cummins join us uh, this week at Afternoon. Welcome Steve. Delighted to be uh, here. Uh, nice to have you here. And uh, Barbara, always. Am I welcome as well? You're, you're always welcome. Thank you very you much. Can, you can live here. Here's oh, your first great. question. Uh, my father, who I haven't spoken to in 10 years since the death of my mother, has reached out via letter to ask me to meet him. We never had a close relationship and we fell out over the way he handled my mother's care. It was complicated and ugly and I don't feel comfortable with the idea of meeting up for the sake of it now so uh, that he can feel better. But will I regret it? He says he wants to apologise, but I just don't know if I should give him the chance as I've been fine with not having him in my life. I have also had two kids since he last saw me. They are four and six and I don't want them involved in what's already a tricky parental situation. I'm convinced he would end up emotionally blackmailing me to see them as he has the chance to get to meet them. What should I do? Crikey. Oh, God. Yeah, this is one of those really tricky ones. Um, This is one of these where I'm going to go, on the one hand, there's this, and on the other hand, there's that. But on the one hand, I firmly believe that people in your life who could be toxic, you know, and who could really interfere with your ability to have some kind of peace of mind and some mm. kind of sense of, of kind of, uh, you know, kind of mental uh, calmness, uh, people who interfere with that really shouldn't be in your life, regardless as to whether you're related to them or not related to them. If they really upset you, well, then, you know, you really should cut them out. So there is that, because I believe we have all got a responsibility to ourselves first. But then on the other hand, this is your dad. um, Mm. And he has asked to have the opportunity to apologise. And he's looking for, presumably, some forgiveness. And it would be very harsh, I think, to completely close that down and Mm. go, no. Um, So... You know, I think you need to give that serious consideration. The other thing which I think is is a factor here is the children. The children are four and six and, and have obviously never met the granddad because she said she's had the kids since he last saw mm. me. So um, you have to take into account their rights as well. Um, now, and on the one hand, you want to stop the rot if there is some kind of toxicity within the relationship. You, I understand how you don't want that to affect your children. But at the same time, in 10 years time, your children will be adults. Uh, you won't be able to control as much mm. of who they see and who they don't see. Um, and is it really up to you to decide that they can't have a relationship at all with their grandfather if he is looking to to build bridges and mend fences and all that kind of stuff? Um, and in 10 years time, your kids are going to be asking questions if if you don't allow them to see their granddad as to why they can't see their grandfather and what did he do that was so awful. Um, so you're going to have to deal with all of that anyway. So on the balance of all of that, I would probably and I, yeah, I would probably give him the benefit of the doubt, knowing that it could all go pear shaped, knowing that, you know, perhaps you'll end up back exactly where you are right now. But I think to close it down completely when he's looking for, I can't read your face like the way I can read Declan. This is very scary. <laughs> um, to close it down altogether, I would be I would be very slow to do that. I really think you should give it some consideration. Well, well, 
Now, the other side of the table. Uh, first of all, I think, look, if you're dealing with something as, you know, emotionally sensitive as, you know, the, you know, estrangement of the parent and everything else, the first person you want to ask for, the opinion, for their opinion is a comedian. Right? So <laughs> yes, I'm, really, absolutely. I'm yeah. really looking at this going, yeah. well, OK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, when, I, when, I, when I heard that, my first thought is the language that that woman is using shows that I don't think she's ready for anywhere near like you know she's using words like ugly and emotional blackmail and stuff uh, she never yeah. felt she had a good relationship with her dad in the first place Yeah, they haven't been together in 10 years uh, honestly let sleeping dogs lie I mean if the grandkids when they get older if they want to go and find granddad if he's still around knock yourself out but I I personally yeah. think like maybe I'm just a bit you know harsh and cruel and will just leave you in my dust if I need to but I don't I don't see the benefit it's honestly it boils down to her very simply if she's confident that she's not going to regret this then absolutely just keep things the way they're going I mean she's been happy for 10 years without him Uh, he wants whatever closure and I get it by the way I mean if I was estranged from my children and I was trying to get back of course you'd want to try and get back but uh, no I think I think you know what don't uh, don't rock the boat but even if somebody is looking for forgiveness like Mm. the fact that he's asked for you know that that he wants to establish a connection again, and he's he wants to. Um, you could um, give it a go. I agree with you on that. You could you could certainly meet up with him without the kids, have a chance, sit down, and see has he changed. I mean, anyone can change in ten years. So actually, do you yeah, know what? yeah, convince me, Barbara. Have I? Great, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Well, Good. he says he wants to apologize. Yeah, I but think... I just don't know if I should give him the chance. Now, I, I, I kind of get the impression that maybe there's something else going on here. Well, uh, she said it's already a tricky parental relationship. So clearly yeah, things were It wasn't like something happened. On, yeah. And, you know, because sometimes within families, a row can happen. And you know the way after 10 years, nobody can remember what the hell the row was about, except yeah. that they don't speak to daddy mm, or brother or, or, or uncle Fred or whatever. Um, but I think in this case, it sounds like that it was never a great relationship in the first instance, that yeah. maybe he hasn't been the best uh, of dads. Um, and and I understand completely how you need to kind of mind yourself first. You know what I mean? You don't want to be doing something. And I do think she would need to be, if she isn't mentally or psychologically reasonably strong, and if she thinks that the cost would be too much to her to meet with him, regardless of what he says, then maybe. But I think if she feels she can do it, I would give him the the chance to make amends. Yeah. Or at least go see him, see, you know, see, do you buy the apology and whether yeah. he's changed and, and then take it from there before yeah. you expose the kids to him. Exactly. And I suppose exactly. she's comfortable with not being with him so she can offer a little bit of a bridge and if he starts being the dad of old that she never loved or didn't Draw get on with or whatever, up. she can just slam the jawbridge up again and go, good luck. Yeah. I gave you yeah. a chance, you blew it. Yeah, I, but I think on balance, knowing it's not clear cut, on balance I would say give him the chance. Sometimes though, People who weren't great parents can be great grandparents. Yeah. Because yeah. they've, they've made all their mistakes <laughs> with you, you know. And it is way yeah. easier. It yeah, is way easier too. to be a good grandparent yeah. than it is to be a parent. Shuck yeah. back, exactly. Way easier. Uh, yeah. the, that person, she'd meet her dad and say she needs to leave after 30 minutes, hear the apology and assess after that. Someone Ooh, else says, meet him. Uh, you're already of the mindset that he, he could manipulate, so you're ready for that. So meet him just once and say it's just once. Meet him alone, see how it goes, and then decide if you want to meet him with your children or not. If yeah. not, when your kids are adults, ask them if they want uh, if they want to get in touch with yeah. them. If you don't meet him, and then that's decided, which may not be the right thing. 
Uh, so uh, you'd at least be kind of intrigued as if you haven't spoken to your father in 10 years. Yeah. What's he been doing? Has Where he won the lotto? Has he won the lotto? And he but wants then again, to she, probably, she probably knows what he's... Like, there's probably other channels within the family, so that she probably yeah, knows possibly. what he's at. I have to admit, I would love, love to find out what happens. This is yeah. one of those ones yeah. where you go, Absolutely. Ooh, Let us know, out. yeah. Now, this is one you may not want to find out what happens. My <laughs> wife and I have been married for 37 years. We have four children and two grandkids. We've both recently retired. During the pandemic, my wife enrolled on a sex positivity course online. I didn't even know you could do a thing like that. I'm Googling Uh, it right now. Isn't that just Pornhub? I don't know. Uh, At first, I supported it because she was finding it interesting and it passed the time for her when we had to stay at home. But she found it very appealing. She's increasingly started to try and introduce things she's learning into our lives. She is currently doing a module on the relationship between food and sex. And she is desperate for us to use condiments. During intercourse, I was... <laughs> I'm introducing the mayonnaise now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was baffled at first. I'm very reluctant, but I don't want to squash her passion. Boom, intentional pun there. Uh, she has suggested bringing chocolate sauce into the bedroom. Oh, imagine the laundry after that. Uh, during our weekly session this Saturday night, I have agreed, but only if plastic sheeting on the bed first. The whole street will hear that. Uh, she says I'm taking the fire out of it. Should I encourage this or tell her I find it a bit weird? That is, without doubt, the greatest letter I think anyone's that ever written right. in yes, the history of the world. <laughs> um, my first thought when you hear, you know, about the uh, the chocolate sauce, I mean, I'm straight away a flashback to Alan Partridge, the episode where he goes, it, the, the bedroom's going to look like it was a dirty protest. Oh, dear, yeah. Well, if he wants that. to put her up, he just has to tell her that oh, joke. Yeah. But I love the idea she wants to bring in condiments as well. <laughs> yeah. like, you, know, the, you know, like, and fair play to them, I will say this, I mean, married for 37 years and they're, they're, they're still you know working on their sex life which is great uh, but you know it does you know are you old enough to cut the mustard well they, serve, they certainly are but, just, but um, I think you know the idea I like the idea she puts the the she, he says put the plastic sheet down I think the person who decides that is whoever does the laundry right because <laughs> yeah. I do most of the laundry at home um, look I think it's amazing that they're still going for it and they're still doing it the food thing I mean you know if I had to pick a food to bring to the bedroom, Go you on, know, continue. Well, I'm just going like like stew now wouldn't be a goal, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, it's pizza. Chocolate. Pizza would pizza. I, I I can't see it being that erotic. See, the problem is where I grew up. In no, the, you'd in stop the, writing and start eating. That's well, what that's you say. Exactly. Hang on a minute. Yeah, Mind you you know as you get older, you need an energy yeah. boost. So, yeah, but well, the reason sandwich by the bedside, I just the sandwich and and indeed mustard and mayonnaise to go. <laughs> but the thing is, we got this from nine and a half weeks. The movie that's where the first food sex bit yeah. happened. It was Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger at the fridge uh, at each other. I will say this right, and it's a bit of a disclosure. Many many years oh, here ago, here we go. I I did, uh, for whatever reason, we in, did introduce honey into one Ugh. one particular. It was the sticky worst. Mick- uh, <laughs> sticky Mick- yeah. Forget that. And literally, hair clumps of dog hair stuck. To it. it was it was it was the worst idea ever. I got to tell him. Um, fair play to you. But maybe, maybe ask the wife to start something this. less messy. I mean, I love this. I, first of all, I mean, like what you just said, I think bravo to this woman who is illuminating the fact that women um, of a certain age don't necessarily use their lose their sex drive or their sexual curiosity. So, yeah, mm. hooray for that. I, yeah. I love the fact that his wife is enjoying the journey that she's on with her, with her course, um, which I, I think, though, they might take a up from Sean there saying that it should be called Stop Riding Start Eating um, the module that she's doing at the moment um, but 
And I mean, having said that, she wants to introduce chocolate, which, you know, I think, yeah, except until you said dirty protest. I was like, yeah, 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 I get that. Um, But I do think with any sexual experimentation, there has to be a buy-in from both parties. Yeah. And if there was something completely mad, um, then fine. But this really, on the scale of madness and on the scale of experimentation, this is rather gentle, I would have thought, Mm. and rather kind of pedestrian. Um, And except for the fact that he wants to use plastic sheeting. um, I love the idea. Imagine, you know, imagine. I thought it was a commentator in RTE, no? But you put put on like soft romantic music and then you go down to the shed, you get the tarpaulin, (laughs) and you get your (laughs) ten pegs. My God, he's going to bury the body afterwards. (laughs) Exactly. The only thing, I mean, I was saying no to the plastic sheeting, but then I thought it'd be quite slight as well though wouldn't it with the it chocolate oh, but can you imagine what you'd good, look like no. walking I mean there needs you, you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. plastic sheeting leading all the way to the shower yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just... don't think they're going to use that much chocolate I mean you know what about an over what kind of chocolate would imagine you... an over enthusiastic thrust you would fly along that like a slip and slide you'd end up in the, yeah, would, in yeah. the spare bedroom the window there, yeah, yeah exactly it's not worth <laughs> I yeah. don't think they're using I mean what, what are they going like chocolate spread or Nutella. Or, or I would. Or I was kind of. Chocolate? It would have to be something you could squirt. Squeeze. Yeah, you're not going to be using a butter knife on each <laughs> no, other. But what, what would what, be fistfuls squirt it? Like yeah. chocolate sauce you get in the ice cream, like on your yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, but that'd be too cold though. Yeah. Would it? Yeah, but you, you can, can do a thing though. You can oh, buy yeah. kind of canvas and paint and cover yourselves with paint. Yeah, the edible paint. Yeah, yeah and, and you do it on this canvas and then the the paint dries and then yeah, yeah, you know, you frame it and hang it on the wall. And you frame it on the wall, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen that done. I've seen some results of it. not not in person and once unfortunately. Again, I sit here in this studio and wonder about the sheltered life I've led. Yeah. You yeah. know though, if it was, you know, if I did do that, I know I would be there afterwards with a paintbrush Fixing just it, touching it up. Trying to make it look arty. Adding, exactly, yeah. adding a little extra onto certain if and anything looking at it and go, I didn't think my arse was that big. Yeah. <laughs> you actually can't make it out. Oh, can you not? Alright. So I believe. Okay. So uh, yeah, you yeah. seem very knowledgeable. Yes, I that. am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <the laughs> anyway, I think you should give it a go. Definitely. I think on the scale of experimentation, this is rather but, harmless but, but could they compromise on location because I mean you don't want to be you know wrecking no, the bed that's what you a hotel's for but all you have yeah. to do is I mean I do Good think point. you have to take off the sheets before you sleep and put clean sheets down definitely but all you need is a clean sheet and put the other sheet in the wash just imagine though like there's the moment where you end up having to ring the fire brigade because of something you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. you, you, get, you know the old toe stuck in the plug hole this could be well you know the, the, whatever the bedstead or something but can imagine them coming in and you've got the tarp and everything I mean you'd never live it down no the plastic sheeting isn't a runner definitely not yeah, uh, yeah. but just change the sheet after you've done change the sheet <laughs> okay. and the duvet so he just wardrobe. yeah he just needs to kind of uh, uh, loosen up a loosen little up bit, a relax bit. a little bit relax you, a little you don't bit. need the duvet you're not going to have the duvet on while you're doing the chocolate thing and everything like that like that duvet on the floor pillows yeah. on the floor yeah. sheet on the bed chocolate away you go then yeah. all that you have to do is take the sh- you can wipe your feet on the sheet well, no, we're saying chocolate he hasn't said chocolate he, he has said chocolate she, oh, no. she wants chocolate yeah and condiments yeah, con- who knows I think he's referring to chocolate as a condiment you'd hardly be oh, bringing no, ketchup and mayonnaise ketchup and mayonnaise up there yeah a bit of oh. salt yeah <laughs> well Pepper, Surely you'd want to avoid have... pepper. That could get that, that could sting. Wasabi. That could smart if it gets Wasabi into the wrong place. Really but I'd should. imagine mayonnaise could as well. It's a bit vinegary, isn't it? Oh gosh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be doing mind that. you, mind you, we all love the smell of salt and vinegar. You know what I mean? So you'd be thinking of chips on the way home. <laughs> you know, I could tell. Honestly, fair, fair play to both of them. No. Says you know, he's he he experimenting with the honey. most erotic sentence ever. We all love the smell of salt and vinegar. Uh, Mick says you can't beat a roast chicken dinner for foreplay. Uh, 
Uh, that bloke's wife is exploring her sex life online. She'd just be thankful she hasn't done other modules yet. Enjoy the Nutella while it lasts. Yeah. Uh, is she doing a, a cookery course by mistake? And uh, some uh, profound wisdom there from Dan. No tuna sandwiches. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. indeed. Uh, you are listening, oh. listening to the Mark Cree Show on Newstalk. We do have to take a break. After that, oh, a serious one. Somebody gave me a bad professional review. 53106 is our text number. That will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Barbara and Steve are still with us. Uh, we've uh, already spoken about the advantages of giving your father a second chance and the advantages of smearing yourself in chocolate sauce. <laughs> or <honey>. uh, <laughs> Next question is this. I'm currently living abroad and in my workplace, we recently had an audit of our work performance by our regulatory body. They asked about professionalism, competency, team work etc we are a group of professionals and the audit took into account client and admin staff reviews and reviews from each other these reviews are anonymous i had very good reports from all but one of my colleagues the colleague in question called me generally abrupt and advised that i needed to work on my communication with colleagues i'm not an overly sensitive person and i work in north america where sometimes i think an irish or european demeanor can be seen as abrupt we are not a huge workplace and it could be a one of eight people if this had been said in an internal audit, or to me personally, I would happily have just addressed it by telling them to feck off. Uh, no, I'm putting in words there. Uh, with the person in question, or ignore it, because I'm genuinely not abrupt. Uh, generally not abrupt, and was one person's opinion of over 30 people. However, the fact that it was made to our regulatory body anonymously is a big deal. It also means that the person who wrote it basically hates my guts and wants to get me in trouble. I don't think we'll have any professional impact, given the overwhelmingly good feedback otherwise, but it has left a seriously bad taste in my mouth and a mistrust of my colleagues. What to do? Mm. <laughs> um, what to do? Nada. Do nada. You don't have to do anything. I mean, um, I'm not sure why this person says that the fact that this comment was made to um, the regulatory body anonymously is a big deal because then he says it's not a big deal because he got all the other reviews were really, really good. Mm. Um, so if this is a regulatory mm. I think body, actually this, this person is a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. If this regulatory body, you know, is worth their weight at all in salt, they'll be able to weigh up the fact that this woman got one negative comment among, as she said, the overwhelmingly positive comments from everybody else, which I think will reflect more on the person who made the one negative comment than everybody else. You know, mm. because if it's just one person who seems to have this issue and nobody else does, you kind of wonder who has the issue. Is it the woman who wrote to us or the person who made the, the anonymous uh, um, uh, comment. But, you know, this is exactly like, you know, when you, 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 you hear about actors who say, you know, that their movie, they got great reviews for their acting performance. They got one bad review and it's that review that they will they remember, not on, all yeah. the good ones. It's the same on Twitter. You can do something on Twitter, you'll get loads of support and it'll be the one insult that you get will be the thing that really, that really sticks in your craw. But that's all it is. I don't think that this is any more important than any of that you're you know we've often said before in a workplace you're not going to like everybody's not going to like you that's not mm. part of the job spec you don't have to you know appeal to everybody in your office and um, this person obviously doesn't like you for whatever reason and you know has decided to to make this review which clearly isn't how everybody else finds you so you I think this letter writer needs to kind of just get over that yeah. I don't think there's anything they can do except focus try and shift your focus from this one idiot to all the other people who gave like good you. reviews but the weird thing though if it's like 30 other people and you don't know which one which it one? is and she'll spend all her time going is it you yeah are you just pretending to like me yeah or did yeah. you stab me in the back someone's texting in to say it's none of your business what other people think of you 
That's very, yeah. that's something I came across years ago, actually, mm. um, when I was doing Reiki, which is what you think of me is your business, not my business. And it's actually quite true. You know, okay. you don't right. you shouldn't worry about what other people think yeah. of you all the time, because not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's no. going to agree with no. you. You know, I'll have you know, I'm adorable and everyone thinks, you are, I'm, right. everyone thinks I'm delightful. Um, I think, honestly, if you, if this woman takes a moment, she knows who, who, who it is. You know what I mean? Like she's whittled it down. Oh, she's from narrowed 30, it down. She yeah, she's yeah. got yeah. right? Yeah. And then you know, and just think back. Who who did I really annoy in the last like three or four months or what have you? I would just I have to admit it was so weird to 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 hear that and go. I would hate to be working in a place where. You know, there's we've hired in some company, and then everyone's anonymously writing how they feel that's about really this. Actually, weird. that's a yeah. Bit, yeah, you're it's, right. I would hate it's that. Creepy. Yeah, uh, but also, I, I, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's maybe. what Twitter is for. Yeah. <laughs> also, let, let, let me be the the the, the one to put this out here. But maybe that one person is right, and nobody else wanted to say it because the one thing that strikes me there is that I work in a North American office, and maybe Europeans or the Irish would come across as abrupt. The last word you would use to describe the Irish As abroad a, no, is yeah. abrupt, like in any way. So True. maybe just a miserable maybe cow. She, <gasps> maybe. Possible. Oh, but if it's anonymous, you'd think one or two others would have had the guts to say it. Yeah. Well, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. You know, sometimes people are just lovely and positive. Now, when it comes to reviews, though, I will say this. Uh, obviously, if she, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious, maybe she's not a cow at all. But, uh, <laughs> like, you can't, like, I, I'm in a, a, a field where people do review you and you can get good reviews and yeah. bad reviews. Uh, I've, I'm actually, I'm just, I'm too arrogant. So I go, ah, well, they, they all love me. But uh, my favourite ever review was someone who said, Steve Cummins, a terrible human being, but funny as bleep. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I fail at being a human, but I, 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 I make it as funny. But then I had one... Uh, uh, person who just a horrible review of what I did uh, but I completely disregarded them I mean sod them who cares about what your yeah, opinion is I do is? think that you have to be quite a strong you know psychologically strong I, I do understand enough, how people can enough. get knocked off their perch by somebody seemingly na- being nasty and I don't agree I think that she probably isn't abrupt I think this is just one person mm. who for whatever reason took a, dis- took a ginner one day and you know there you go uh, but I do understand how somebody being I think that's the problem here is that this woman feels this person was malicious for no for a reason oh, yeah. she doesn't know why yeah. but what I'm trying to say is you you will never know why somebody takes against you and just doesn't like somebody can look at you and just decide don't like them could be your accent could be the fact but you're Irish it, but it's a funny thing I mean and Steve alluded to it I mean like if you work in in comedy or the media in yeah. general, you're made aware of the fact that not everybody likes you mm. on a regular basis. Yes. Regular. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't work in an area That's where true. you're subjected to that kind of thing, it comes as a shock because yeah. we don't go through life thinking a certain percentage of the people out there don't like us. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. very true. Then think, again, if you work in the media or in the arts or in comedy or anything like that, you're needy anyway. Well, that's true. That's you true. We want to be loved. But yeah. I, I think I have a solution for the woman. Uh, there's 30 people in the office, send 30 individual emails, each one just saying, I know it was you. That's it. Right? So suddenly go, I know it's you. Yeah. Next assessment, all 30 say she's a nutcase. (laughs) Yes, granted. I will will say the next review will probably be horrible, but you'll find out who it was. Don't do that. Don't do that. Definitely not. Or she sends them all an email saying, thanks for your lovely comments in the anonymous review. I really appreciate it. Now that would, no, that would get a No, let it go. I know it was you. Let it go. And I'm going to pay, make you pay. And then, (laughs) just before you resign. Let it go. I've started dating a woman I met online. She ticks a lot of my boxes. Yeah. However, she believes in reincarnation and seems to seriously think that we worked together in a previous <laughs> life. 
What kind of a review did he give you? Yeah. Uh, she keeps bringing up things that we supposedly did together, things I said to her and places that we went together in that life. She's obviously thrilled by this coincidence, but I am finding it very confusing <laughs> and sometimes annoying. But the rest of our dating life is going great, so I'm reluctant to call it off over this small thing. She's lovely, so I can't decide if I should end it or keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I mean, to be honest, you, you you had me at we 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 met online. <laughs> you, you, you know, you're you're throwing the dice there. I mean, look, I mean, there's there's positives and negatives to, to having someone who believes in reincarnation. One, borrow money off her and tell her you'll pay her back in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Get away with it. Uh, look, we're all a bit quirky and odd, though. I mean, if you like, he, what he says there at the end is that you know everything else is great. This is just a bit crazy. I mean, just take their crazy. I mean, I have stuff about me. I'm sure that my wife just drives her mad. But you know, they're the edges. You just eventually shave off the reincarnation, though. It's a biggie, and I do love the fact that they not that we were you know Anthony and Cleopatra, but that we used to work together. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. We I wonder both. what they did. Yeah, yeah. but exactly. that's exactly the point. I mean, if you're going to have a partner with so something that's annoying this is a great one to be annoyed by mm. because it's interesting do you know what I mean it if is you don't believe in it grand you don't have to believe in it to be interested well what did we do where did we work how did we get on do you know what did I look like it screams crazy though like it it's scream, the first thing you scream is fairness, oh my god it is no more crazy than if you had a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend who believed in heaven and hell and purgatory and you know indulgences and all that kind of stuff it's all like there's a lot of crazy when it comes to religion so or spirituality this is no more crazy or, than or half Reiki. the stuff we've all been talking <laughs> yeah, yeah I was just going to bring that up yeah, yeah that's fine that's in there yeah that's fine okay uh, but so like you know this is harmless crazy um, is it is it, it is harmless is it can you imagine I mean, because this person sounds like they're very broad minded and they're lovely and, mm-hmm. and they're looking at the person in the hole which is all very good but just say imagine let's project into the future 10 years time they're still together they got married or whatever every time they have a row she can say, you used to say that before. <laughs> exactly. But she could be saying a whole load of other things that would be equally as annoying every time they yeah. have a row. In 1412, you promised you'd never, never. ever do that again. I think, that, I, know, I, think I, I don't really understand what the problem is. If she's, I don't know why he's not entertained by it. Um, I'm sure he is. And if everything else is lovely. But I, sooner or later, won't she want him to believe this? No. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, no, I think I think Sean's right. I think she will. I think she like anything else. the nature of reality. It's not. I mean, and I mean, he's well entitled to say, listen, I know you believe in reincarnation and it's great and that's grand. And if it keeps you, that's fine. I don't want to hear about it. If it really starts to annoy him, he's well entitled to say, I don't really want to hear about it anymore. And that should be the end of it. I don't know. I've never, I've come across people who believe in reincarnation, obviously, considering my Reiki history. But I... I don't know anybody who's kind of evangelical about it and wants everybody mm. else to believe. Oh it no, no, that's that. fine, but but not it involves you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the whole thing. You, you know, it's like you know, my girlfriend's Christian. That's fine, but don't be saying I'm the Messiah. You yeah, know, yeah. that's. <laughs> That's a different That's thing. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. now, mind you, you got to be aware of one thing. This is like entry-level crazy for this person. Right? Stop. Now, I know I'm saying that we're using the word crazy, but think about it. When you first start dating somebody, you're on your best behaviour and you only, you let the crazy out. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's after 10 years is when your total insanity comes through. So if reincarnation is step one, 
What's step 10? As, as Sean said, after 10 years of marriage? You're after freaking him out now completely if he's listening to this. This might be the end of the crazy, but she doesn't see it's crazy. So she doesn't... I know most people keep the crazy, some of the crazy that's, like under you do. wraps. You hold yeah, it way start, back, you do, way yeah. back. Spread the crazy around. That's First that's day of the honeymoon, then you go, yeah. well, now, yeah. now here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just think he should be entertained by it. I don't understand what his problem is at all. Uh, someone says maybe he dumped her in his last life as well and is forever destined to hook up with her maybe in every following that. lifetime. Oh my God. Maybe he knows There's that. a movie I would love to watch. Yeah. Where he just keeps breaking up with her. Rather than, you know, I think there's some time oh, traveller movie a book. where a book they keep like coming that. back it to each other. very annoying. Yeah, the time traveller's wife is one where he keeps coming back to her. No, there's another, there's another one the I read, uh, that I read recently. And <laughs> there's it was just there's very a shock annoying. in the middle yeah. of the movie yeah. Yeah. Where he suddenly turns green and rips his shirt off. She believes in reincarnation and he may believe in life after death. What's the difference? Exactly, that's Does my Does religion point. fall into this bracket, says Niall? Yes. Okay. That's exactly uh, my uh, point. They can have an interesting conversation about that. You're not going uh, to meet somebody who mirrors exactly what you believe. Do you know? No, well, no, of course not. Uh, they worked in a chocolate factory together in their last <laughs> life, uh, as somebody on Twitter uh, suggests. And uh, a lot of people actually did enjoy that particular um, uh, question that we dealt with uh, earlier on. Uh, though Maria Ngoe says that she was uh, wetting herself in the car listening to it. So <laughs> somebody else who needs a tarpaulin uh, uh, to protect our property. Uh, Stephen Barber, thank you both uh, very much. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.